This is the Voice Podcast Network. Hey guys, welcome to Horror Saxa, a true crime podcast focusing on cases in Georgetown and the DMV area. I'm your co-host, Brett Rauch. And I'm Amelia Shotwell. Thanks for tuning in. As a warning, today's episode contains disturbing content and implied violence. Listener discretion is advised. I am coming, asking for your help to find my daughter who disappeared from her apartment in the middle of the night, October the 9th, 2010 while her boys slept in the next room. My daughter is one of the sweetest people you ever want to meet. The audio you just heard was taken from a video by the Black and Missing Foundation. Our episode today covers Unique Harris, a young mother who disappeared in the D.C. area in 2010. The woman speaking in this audio clip is actually Valencia Harris, Unique's mother and a key figure in today's case. Unique Harris was a 24-year-old mother living in the southeast quadrant of D.C. She had brown hair with auburn highlights and brown eyes. She grew up in Richmond, Virginia with her mother, half-brother, and half-sister. When Unique was a child, Valencia loved to dress her up in all sorts of frilly dresses, and she almost always carried with her a baby doll or a purse. In high school, Unique attended the Forestville Military Academy in Maryland. But for senior year, she came back to Richmond and transferred to John Marshall High School, where she graduated from in 2004. Unique went on to have two children, but eventually ended her relationship with the children's father. After that, Unique moved with her kids into Washington, D.C., so that she could live closer to her mother. Struggling to find affordable housing, as so many people in D.C. do, she stayed with Valencia until finding an apartment in the Southeast Quadrant. Moving into a new apartment, living close to her mother, training for a good job, and raising her kids. Life seemed to be going nowhere but up for Unique. Or at least, that's how it seemed for the next five weeks after moving into the apartment. Now, October 9th was a Saturday, and according to Unique's friends and family, it was supposed to be a very low-key day for the 24-year-old. Unique was babysitting her cousin's nine-year-old daughter, who was having a sleepover with her two little boys. The plan was for Unique and the kids to stay in the apartment for the night and watch a movie. Then, the next day, Unique's cousin Tiffany would pick up her daughter around three. Everything seemed to be going smoothly when Valencia called Unique that night. Unique told her mother that they were making popcorn for their movie. According to Valencia, Unique did not sound panicked or distressed on the phone, and she did not mention anything out of the ordinary. She was merely preparing for a chill movie night with her boys before bedtime. Valencia had no idea this would be the last conversation she would have with her daughter. It wasn't until the next morning that anyone in the family knew something was wrong. Now, the next morning, October 10th, Tiffany received a call from her young daughter that spent the night at Unique's apartment. The nine-year-old girl sounded very distraught and told her mother that Unique was not in the apartment. Tiffany tried to calm her daughter down by reassuring her Unique must have stepped out of the apartment for a moment to run an errand and would be back very soon. According to multiple sources, Unique was not the type of person to leave her children unattended, so this seemed like a very logical explanation. For good measure, Tiffany tried to call her cousin, but Unique's phone just kept ringing and ringing and ringing. However, 
Tiffany grew increasingly concerned as the day progressed. Every time she called her daughter to check in, the girl would relay the same information. They had seen no sign of Unique. Now, Tiffany was stuck on the other side of DC and was unable to make it over to Unique's apartment until 3 that day. And since 3 was always the agreed upon pickup time, Tiffany thought that no matter what Unique had been doing that morning, she would most definitely be at her apartment by the time Tiffany arrived. Let me guess, Unique wasn't in the apartment, right? No, she wasn't. When Tiffany arrived at the apartment, only the kids were home. No sign of Unique. Immediately, Tiffany called Valencia and the whole family set into motion trying to figure out what was going on. They hurried the boys to their grandma's house and began to investigate Unique's mysterious disappearance. No one in the family could think of a plausible explanation for her vanishing, except that maybe she had left her house for a moment and something bad had happened to occur while she was out. And like I said before, all reports say Unique would never ever just leave her kids like that, so the family knew something must be wrong. Things became even eerier as the family searched Unique's apartment. First, the family found Unique's purse hanging on a chair. Her keys and phone were missing completely. Then, they found her glasses folded on a pillow in her bedroom. Unique needed her glasses to see. She was practically blind without them. She was even unable to see her bedside alarm without them. And because Unique relied on her glasses so much, she would lay them on the pillow next to her while she slept. When the family saw this, they assumed Unique must have been getting ready for bed around the time she disappeared. Most of all, the discovery allowed the family to conclude Unique had no intention of leaving the apartment that night, for she would never have left without her glasses. The family quickly reported Unique missing after touring the apartment. Now, the reports on what really happened on October 9th are pretty bare for the most part. Police were able to create a general timeline of events. They believed that after finishing their movie, Unique put the kids to bed before getting ready for bed herself. Unique's boys say they slept the entire night, but the young girl says she may have heard a man's voice in the apartment around 10. The voice was very low and quiet, so she did not get up to investigate because she thought the sound could have been the TV. According to Unique's phone records, she was on the phone in her apartment around 3 that morning. The kids then woke up at 8 with no sign of Unique to be found. This means that Unique most likely went missing between the hours of 3 a.m. and 8 a.m. on October 10th. At first, the police believed that Unique had decided to leave on her own, purposefully abandoning her children. This assumption was as obviously false as it was racially motivated. Unique had no history of drug abuse and cared for nothing more than being a mother to her kids. She never would have chosen to abandon them. Plus, as Amelia explained before, Unique's glasses were left behind at the apartment. She's practically blind without her glasses, so she clearly wasn't expecting to leave that night. Luckily, the police accepted that this case was much more complex than they first thought. Further, there were absolutely no signs of forced entry or struggle. Descriptions of the apartment building say the main door was wonky and the intercom system was broken. But since Unique's apartment was on the third floor and there were no signs of breaking and entering at her specific door, police find it unlikely that a stranger entered her place. The next lead that the police followed came from Valencia, who revealed that Unique had witnessed a murder just a few days before she went missing. Unique never went to the police about what she had seen, but had called Valencia and told her about it immediately after it happened. 
However, the police decided that Unique's apartment, where she had witnessed the murder from, was too high up for the murderer to have seen her. So, they concluded that the murder was unrelated to Unique's disappearance. Police initially looked at Unique's relationships with the father of her children and her boyfriend as well. Despite an upcoming trial over child custody, Unique was said to be on good terms with her ex-boyfriend. Things were going well with her new boyfriend as well, and he was out of town at the time of her disappearance. Both her ex-boyfriend and boyfriend passed polygraph tests and were ruled out as suspects by investigators. Getting desperate, the police even pursued an ice cream truck driver that Unique had gotten into an argument with, but he too was dismissed as a potential suspect. Valencia even set up a phone line where people could leave anonymous tips about her daughter's disappearance. One ominous call claimed that Valencia would never see her daughter again. This call was ultimately deemed a prank, and none of the tips led to any substantial leads. The police also became aware of a maintenance man that had worked for the apartment building Unique lived in. He had been fired for illegally entering apartments, and the police saw this as enough reason to interrogate him about Unique. Once again, no connection was found. And after that, the case went cold. Nobody heard from the investigation until 2017. That year, Unique's son revealed that he remembered more information about the night his mother went missing. He remembered waking up in the middle of the night, opening his door, and seeing Unique speaking with a man who he knew by the name of Iceberg. He closed the door, heard his mother yelling, get out, and then heard muffled screams. So, who exactly was this Iceberg? Well, his real name is Isaac Moye, and police had already interviewed him about Unique, but ultimately decided that he was not a person of interest. This was despite the fact that Moye had told the police contradicting stories and had admitted to being the last person to have seen Unique alive. Phone records additionally show that Moye was on the phone 13 times with Harris the day of her disappearance. Later, Moye was arrested by the police, not for kidnapping or murder, but for a completely unrelated assault charge. During his time in jail, an informant claimed that Moye mentioned a missing girl and that, quote, he'd never be caught. The informant relayed that Moye did it in the right way so they will never figure it out. During the initial investigation of Unique's apartment, police had collected bodily fluids from the couch, despite part of the couch being deliberately cut off. This information had never been revealed by police until now. Now that Moye had been arrested, his DNA was entered into the police database, and it was confirmed to be a match to the fluids taken from the couch. Further, Moye was being monitored by a GPS tracking device in October 2010. Records of Moye's movement put him at the scene of the crime on the night Unique disappeared. So, in 2020, a whole decade after Unique went missing, Moye was charged with the second-degree murder of Unique Harris. Moye claims innocence and that Unique left due to life stress, but like we have said before, anyone who knew her at the time would dispute that claim. Unique's body remains undiscovered and Moye's motive remains unknown. His trial is set for May of 2023. Unique's family, especially her mother Valencia, were very involved in her case. As we mentioned earlier, Valencia organized a tip hotline and proposed potential leads. On top of this, Valencia held vigils and became an advocate for missing victims and victims of domestic or homicidal violence. She even founded the URLH Foundation to help, quote, families of the forgotten. The name URLH comes from Unique's full name, Unique Raquel Leona Harris. Further, Valencia held vigils and organized an online fundraiser to support the investigation. A $25,000 award for information was offered and the Metro Police Cold Case Unit created a profile video about the case to encourage leads. 
In 2018, Valencia posted a message on Facebook as an update for her daughter's case. In the message, Valencia says Unique has been presumed dead and that she will begin work on a memorial for her daughter. But in celebration, she writes that investigators caught Unique's murderer. At the time, Valencia did not release the name of the suspect, although it has now been presumed she was referring to Iceberg. In her heartfelt message, Valencia wrote, quote, My apologies for this not being a happier ending. I've been fighting so hard to bring you all good news in the end. With Iceberg's trial on the way, the search for answers to Unique's disappearance continues. Our hearts are with her grieving family, and we urge all of our listeners to keep updated on this case. We will leave you with one last quote from Valencia. She wrote, quote, I intend to make sure my child's short 24-year life that was so brutally taken from her will not be in vain. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. For Horror Saxa, this has been Brett and Amelia on the disappearance of Unique Harris. Mm-hmm.